Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks so much for being with us today. And today's show is... As each week, every week, I think that the topics are very important, but uh, today's show is entitled Money Talk, and given the tremendous ups and downs that we've seen in the market over the past few days, I feel like the timing is impeccable, and it's also a very inspired show, because as I sit and prepare each week for the shows and the guests that we have coming on, um, I really ask about what it is that we need to hear, I need to hear, the audience needs to hear. And this one came up loud and loud and clear. And um, so it's been, it's certainly been fun to put it together for all of you today. So stay tuned as you'll see how important it is to have a really healthy relationship with money. And that's what our focus and topic is going to be about today. But first, we always start each show with the boomerang effect, and today's boomerang has to do with, first of all, asking for what you want, and secondly, investing in yourself, and that ties into this whole concept of money. So last week, I was really feeling the importance of this topic about money so that I could share this, the tools that I've offered to clients, and we've really had a chance in our um, very authentic exchange with the clients that I've worked with over the years to shift their relationship with money. And I've got some wonderful examples and, and tools to share with you today. And I have a fun exercise that I want to offer on today's show as well. But um, I, I found as I was preparing for the show, I really wanted someone to share the exercise with all of you by actually doing it live with a person that's never done it before and never coached through money exercises before. So as I sat in my office last week, I asked for what I wanted. I asked and I asked for a person to do this exercise with. And since creating your reality starts with getting really clear and asking for what you want, I offered up my intention, I let go, and I just allowed the intention to work in my favor. And then I let it go and went to tranquility. I got a treatment, a Reiki treatment from one of our previous guests, Isabel Andrews, who's a gifted healer, and I've interviewed her. And I was walking back to my car, and I heard someone call my name from the parking lot. And that someone happened to be Martha Terziak. And Martha's a huge fan of the show. And lo and behold, she was at Tranquility 
ready to go in. She was in the parking lot ready to go in to get a Reiki treatment after I was completed. And Martha and I spoke in the parking lot and I asked Martha if indeed she would be my coaching example on the show today. So Martha agreed and she has no idea what we're going to do today, but she trusts and I am so appreciative of your trust, Martha, and she's willing to go through the exercise with me. Martha is also also someone who has invested in herself. And I want you to understand that your greatest investment is not your home or your car or your portfolio. Your greatest investment is you. And when you invest in yourself, the return on your investment pays huge, huge, huge dividends and will benefit you forever. So Martha is our example of someone who has uh has been in the past stuck in fear and now she's an inspiration to all of us when you start to look at your beliefs and start to uh, own your fears and and examine and explore them and allow yourself to turn that fear into something more positive more productive and allowing you to step into a life of greatness Thanks so much for this empowering boomerang example, Martha, and thank you for joining us to discuss this very important topic today. I'm glad to help out as we step through. You are awesome. See, I get to say that because uh, since the beginning I've listened to you and your keys and your tools, I know I continually say, but have helped me to grow on my journey in life, change my world and all them around me. So I'm so thankful. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And and as I mentioned to you earlier before the show started, I feel like we're all in this together and here to help and support one another. And um, here, you know, you had a chance to help me as you called my name out in the parking lot. And I said, hey, Martha's someone that I can do this with because yeah. I know I know you're a big fan of the show and I really appreciate that. So. Absolutely. And to add to that, I just want to say, I know I told you this, but it's so important to me as you're speaking, uh, I was sitting by the water and it came, my voice inside said, you know, at 510, you need to drive over and, and get to that appointment earlier and be in the parking lot. And that's how I saw you. So I just find it all amazing what, you know, what you created, what happened. Well, it it really truly is a living example, Martha, of not just me creating it, but our connection to mm-hmm. this possibility, um, you know, the, the, the power and the possibility of the connection of our minds. And it's amazing to me to see on a daily basis how it all works and how it fits together. And um, it's truly, that's why I led with the example of asking for what you want, making the decision, Mm. being really clear, because when that happens and when you get out of the way, and clearly you got out of the way to listen to that intuition to go into the parking lot, obviously it was was earlier than your normal appointment Mm -hmm. time because we had a chance to stand in the parking lot and chat. And so um, that's as easy as it gets. It's using that connectedness of the all that's possible, all that's loving, all that's good uh, between us in order to make this happen. And I believe so strongly in it. And I'm really excited that you are shifting your life and believing in it as well, Martha, because mm-hmm. it makes a tremendous difference. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
Yes. Now, I do want to say that as we begin our discussion about money, I do want to address this roller coaster ride of the market over the past couple of days because it is clearly um, these record ups and downs in the market are an example of people reacting to the market out of fear. And some people pull their money when the market plunges, as it did yesterday at the opening, over 1,000 points it plunged in the first five minutes. And um, it's when you react in fear and fear the lack of money or lack of possibility, when you start to lose in this game of making your money work for you. So, Martha, let's begin with filling uh, the audience in with what T. Harv Ecker refers to as your money blueprint, which is your beliefs around money and what you were raised to understand about money. So, if I were to just say to you, Martha, um, I believe money is, and how would you complete that statement? I believe money is uh, power and security. I got to save. That's you you got to save is what you said. I got to save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Power and security and you have to save. And yes. where would you say that whole idea of I've got to save? Where does that stem from? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, uh, well in in my household when I grew up, um, now I maybe see it as fear, but at that time you had to have the money. You didn't have a charge card. Uh, you had to have money. My dad always said you have to have money uh, to put food on the table, to pay the doctor bills, and to take care of the kids. You always had to have the money, and it was what was going to get you somewhere. And that's what I heard, and you had to have a good work ethic to get that money. And it was okay. my security. So money was your security? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, let me ask you this, Martha. And again, I haven't ever coached Martha on the concept of no. money before, so this is actually... Uh, new to Martha, new to me. So this is something that I'm really curious about. As money was you, money was thought of as your security. Mm-hmm. What happened to your level or degree of security when money started? Like if you looked at your bank account and the money started to go down, panic. <laughs> panic. I got scared. I would say uh, I always had in my mind I have to have a certain amount. But then also what would happen is those amounts, as I, as I look, those amounts uh, had to get greater for me to get even more secure. It almost came where nothing was ever enough. You know, I constantly was thriving for it. Yes. And isn't that interesting? And this is what we find, or I, I should say I find with people, is when you look at people's beliefs around anything, today obviously is our money talk mm-hmm. topic and concept, but when you look at beliefs around anything, what happens is the ego wants to come in And the ego is basically fear or the idea concept of ego, E-G-O, which is edging God out, which simply means that um, when you look at it from a a place of lack, no matter what the lack is, and in this case, the lack of money, and you look at the bank account and you don't see it, you know, at the place where your ego edging God out or fear is is saying is enough, then what ends up happening is you never have a sense of security. You never have a sense of 
um, that, that there is going to be enough there. Is that true? Yes, that's very true, <laughs> for sure. Right. And so if you look at those beliefs, Martha, and if you really look at the examples of times in your life, and you don't have to give us any numbers, but specific times when maybe the bank account did go under a specific amount that you had in your mind that you had to be at, did you still survive? Yes, I still did survive. So was there any ever a time in your life that you got to a point where you didn't have enough money to eat or to live or to exist? No, it always was there. Okay. So no matter what the number was, and really, Mm -hmm. folks, I just want to emphasize this, that the number doesn't really matter. It's the beliefs that drive the number that matters. Right? Because um, you can be happy and joyful with $100 in your account, you know, and as long as things are being paid and and as long as as your life is being taken care of. Um, But in your case, Martha, because money was attached to security and that security concept rose over time, do you notice what happened to your fear over time? Uh, as far as with the money, you mean? Like my security, yes, my security was always attached to that money, and my, I wouldn't have known it before, but I realize more now that the fear uh, was the basis for all that because in my growing up, if you didn't have the money, you weren't secure, you weren't going to have anything. So the fear was underlying there all the time. Yeah. And what about the money providing you with a lifestyle of joy or freedom? Was was that ever an option? I mean, did you ever get a chance to spend money on things that you enjoyed? Uh, no. In most of my life, no. I only, I, I did with what I had to do. And actually, if I did spend a little more or I didn't buy it on sale or I went above the extreme, oh my gosh, the guilt, and then should I take it back, or should I have it, or uh, it was just a jumbled mess. So it wasn't even worth it sometimes to do it. And when I did, then I had to save the receipt, because, you know, I better take it back, and it wasn't on sale, and oh my gosh, as you say, all that comes back. (laughs) Isn't that interesting, though, that what would happen to you is that guilt and fear would take over because you didn't feel worthy that you should have that because that that underlying belief of I've got to have X amount of dollars saved or in the bank or whatever the case may be um, in order for, my, for me to feel secure. Yes, because I wasn't going to go on a trip unless I planned ahead. There was nothing uh, spontaneous because just in case, and even if I brought something home, there was no joy in it because I was always concerned, you know, I had to pay it and, and how was it all going to work? I haven't thought about this in a long time. So this is, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, but that and all came flooding in. Oh my it's, gosh. Yes. It's all flooding. And isn't it interesting? So now here's mm-hmm. what I want to ask you before we 
go to break. And, and when we come back from break, I've got some really valuable exercises that Martha's willing to, to uh, go through with us. So stick around because it's good stuff coming up here. But Martha, for you, as you uncover some of these, these beliefs, like the driving belief that I will not be secure unless I have this money. And even when I spend this money, even though I have this money, I still feel insecure. What does it what does it do for you, Martha, when you experience that and see it from a different perspective now? See it from a from a more empowered perspective. What happens to you? Well, empowered is right in freedom. Uh because uh I I can honestly say I did live there. I've moved out of that. I see that now as you're talking, because what happened when I actually go to buy a purse? It doesn't have to be on sale. Uh, I can enjoy it or the trip. I don't think about the money. I'm having so much more fun and freedom and joy uh, that can't be taken away. It's awesome. It's a whole different way of life. And I and didn't how- even catch it until as you're talking, flooding all these other things in. <laughs> wow. And how, um, how long did you live in that way with that fear-based belief driving your behavior? Oh, at least 50 years. <laughs> at least 50? At least 50 years. It's only been in the last uh, maybe five to seven years where that has changed. And every year it's progressed. The last few years has been awesome, where I don't even look back now. I just keep on moving forward. And it comes from that word you said, I actually feel I'm worth for all this, and I don't have to be concerned with everything else. Yeah. And one of the most interesting things that I uncover with people when we go through um, some of the exercises, and we're going to do another couple exercises with Martha before she has to head out to, actually, she's going to head out to work today. So we've got to allow her to make her money, which is kind of funny. But (laughs) one one of the interesting things that we uncover is this driving belief underneath money um, it's money is, is, and I'll mention this over and over, money is an exchange of energy. But the driving belief about money is the thing that makes your money experience what it is. And if it's driven by fear or if it's driven by guilt or if it's driven by I don't have enough or I'm not going to have enough, then those things, those fears need to come up. But really underneath it is a lack of self-worth. And so when you deem yourself worthy, then you see this shift in the relationship with money change. And on that note, we've got to take our first break and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. 
Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're talking money today. And we're joined by Martha, who is actually gracious enough to allow me to be able to take her through some money exercises that she's never seen or never done before. So thanks again, Martha, for joining us today. So what I want to do is I want to go inward, Martha, and with you in in just a few moments, we're going to, I'm just going to take you on a quick little introspective journey so that um, we can look inward to see if there's any other beliefs that may not be serving you that you're holding on to. So are you ready to go? I'm ready. (laughs) And for those of you listening, I want you to just join in the process so that you can actually speak out loud when Martha does about some of the things that may be coming up for you. Because what I've learned is that if you speak the process out loud, um, you get some great value out of it and great insights for yourself out of it. So, Martha, if you can just get really comfortable and Mm -hmm. as you just allow yourself to relax and breathe and to connect to all that is Mm -hmm. loving and good. Mm -hmm. And as you just allow yourself to be fully present with yourself, with your eyes closed, Martha, what I want you to do is I want you to scan your body and just take a quick scan with your eyes closed and tell me if there is any part of your body that is calling your attention for you to go there, direct your your time and energy and focus there. So do a quick scan, take your time, and just allow yourself to go to where you need to be in this moment. Well, I feel in my uh, right leg. I don't know why, but in my thigh and right leg is what I feel right now. Just that's what I'm noticing. And what does it feel like inside your right leg, Martha? Tell me what's there. What does it feel like? A tightening, a pulling I have. Okay. Uh, Wonderful. mm -hmm. It oftentimes doesn't make any logical sense, but I want to alert you, Martha, and the listeners to say that wherever your body is calling you is where you need to be. So in that tightening, that Mm -hmm. kind of that pulling part of your leg, I want you to go to the 
deepest place where you feel the most tension. And let me know when you're there. Okay. And what I want you to do is um, I want you to invite a mentor to be with you. This is someone whose wisdom you trust. It is not someone of the earth plane. It's someone who has passed or a saint or sage or some type of um, person that you really feel connected to. And it doesn't have to be a person, but it's, it's a, it, it can be an entity of someone that you feel connected to. And mm-hmm. did you invite your mentor with you into that, that pulling place? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. And so now what I want you to do is, with the help of your mentor, I mm-hmm. want you to go into the heart of the matter there. I want you to go right into the center, into the very core of that tense pulling part in the right leg. Mm -hmm. And when you allow yourself to go there, be present there, if there were an emotion stored there, what would that emotion be? Hurt. Hurt. That's the first word that comes to me. Beautiful. Thank you very much. And if, Martha, you had the opportunity to, without any filters, allow hurt to speak, what would the hurt say? What would it want you to know? Uh, what would it want me to know? Just allow it to, to, to speak from the place of hurt. The word that comes to me is, and I'm not really sure why, so I'm just going to say, here's the word that comes, is reward. I don't know why, but that's the word that comes to okay. me right now. Mm-hmm. So if there was a face mm-hmm. that um, was, was attached to this concept of reward, whatever it may be, what would that look like? Whose face would be on that? On that? My dad. <laughs> Your dad. Okay. Yeah. And um, was there a time where your dad used money as a reward for you? Well, what it would have been was uh, food, which I hooked up with money. Uh, That's what comes to me right now, because he would drink, and then when everything was okay, he would either bring us uh, food or bought. It always was connected with some form of money to us. So, in other words, your dad showed you love, through yes. the reward of food, which was equivalent to money. To me, yes, absolutely, yes. Okay. Wow. And, and what, what's the association there for you, Martha, with food and money and well, love? Well, what happened is, as I went through life, um, I did things for people, and uh, people either took me to lunch or bought food, or I never got the money that I thought I should have gotten that always was in me all the time. I always got something less than what I wanted or what they thought I was to give them, and that's what that associates with me immediately. And the less, the feeling of getting less that you had as it was associated with food, was it what's underneath there? Was that that you were cheated out of love and got got basically fed love through food? Yes. Hmm. I never felt that I got what I was supposed to have. Cheated is the right word. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I never got what I was supposed to have. Right. Ever. 
Right. And so what, uh, how has that driven your experience with money up to this point? Up to this point, well, what would happen is, uh, I, first of all, I'd always be devastated because, and I would still keep doing it and knowing it wasn't okay to continue to do for people and not receive, and I would never speak up, and uh, it destroyed me. Uh, I always associated it with gaining weight, that the food gave me a bad image or how I looked at myself, and I never looked at money right. I always wanted to say, you know, just give me what I'm worth, but I can never speak up. Ever. In- interesting. And so, and so now that you know the truth, and the truth being mm-hmm. that money is not associated with food, but mm-hmm. what you were seeking really was ultimately was love. Yes. Now that you know that, what can your new empowered belief around money look like? Well, I see totally different now. I see that I have to put worth on what I am. If I don't see that myself, how can someone else see that about me? And hiding it inside myself is not going to do me any good at all. And uh, I have a whole different outlook already on it, just even in talking to you right now. I can speak out and say what I'm worth. I always thought I was only worth the food or what I could be given at that time, nothing more. Yeah. And so it really comes and boils down to valuing yourself. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Even in this moment, I feel more valued. I can't even tell you because I feel like it's such a freedom to be able to say this because this has been the thread through everything in my life. Sure. These are roadblocks of fear that everyone has, myself included, um, that as we just allow ourselves to give these fears a voice, we can see what is the underlying driving belief that, that keeps the roadblock in place. And then once we become consciously aware of that, like you just did, you see the association with food and lack of love. And of course, you're going to want to fill up with food because that's going to f- make you feel full because you're not getting the love that you wanted because your dad, emotionally, your dad wasn't available or present because he was an alcoholic, right? Yes. Wow. And, yeah. And so it made sense for you at the time uh, Mm -hmm. to be able to fill that void with food because you weren't getting the love that you required. Yes. I didn't even look at it that deep. And I also see, too, as you said earlier, I realized that uh, maybe everybody else in the family didn't think that way, but what it did to me, right? The individual is where you have to look inside yourself. It's it's completely different. And, and having grown up with seven in our family, we all have had very different experiences. There's no right or wrong way. It's mm-hmm. not right or wrong that that was your experience. It just was your experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't Thank you for taking it to another level because I did not see the love and the filling up. And wow, that was mm-hmm. awesome. I actually have nothing in my leg. So I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the leg pain is cleared, huh? Yes, I have and, nothing there. Yeah, and I want to say that your body always is going to tell you the truth. And so as you explore further and deeper, you can get to the root or the root cause of what's going on through the body. And it's actually, and I've, I've done this so many times, I'm, I'm really starting to put together a process that is, it's emotional 
body release work so that it's emotional body release that we use the body to get to the emotion to be able to do the release, which is very fascinating. So I want to do one other exercise before you have to go, Martha. Thank you. You you did a beautiful job there, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. And I want you to pull out a dollar bill. Okay. And this is really, really fun. So I want you to, as you look at the dollar bill, I want you to tell me what, on on the front of the dollar bill, what's the first thing that your eye is drawn to? The first thing that my eye sees? Yes. Uh, Washington. (laughs) Okay, sure. Uh George Washington and, and George Washington being the first president is that's probably the association there. It's hard to say why they put all the symbology on there that they did, but they did, you know, so one being the first president of the United States, right? What else do you see on there on the front of the bill? I see the green. Uh, Actually, Uh that green stands out. The symbolism more than the letters, but I see that green immediately. And what do you suppose for you, what is the green? What do you see? What do you see or feel around the green? Uh, Money. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. It's like, that's what you have, you know, that's what you, you know, right. maybe in the past you were kind of working for it, working towards it, wanting to feel that security, but never really seeing it or feeling it or experiencing it, no matter how yeah. much or how little you had. But that's because right. it was associated ultimately with love or lack of love. Isn't that uh-huh. fascinating? What else, Martha, wow. do you see on the bill, on the front of the bill? Uh, what else do I see? I see the numbers. You know, the, the numbers, uh, yeah, the yeah, serial the, like, numbers or the or the letters with one. Uh, the serial numbers, probably because they're green and they stand out. And I'll tell you else why, because I know people play poker with them. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> that's funny. You just see it, and that's what comes to your mind. What people have said. People play so poker with, I've never heard that before, which is really yeah. funny, isn't it? And yeah. I've done this exercise with people over the years many, many times. So that's really yeah, funny. So. I love, and the other thing I I love it. I guess uh, you can play poker or p- play games with anything, including right. your serial right. numbers on your dollar bill, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And the other that's, thing I see is like, uh, it has the, like four of the same numbers, like 12, you know. Um, uh-huh. And you know, the little numbers, numbers that they have on this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a mm-hmm. repetition of the numbers. Yes, yes. Okay. And then, if you would, Martha, can you flip it over? Sure. And now tell me what you see on the back. Uh, Well, the pyramid. I look at it and look to see a pyramid. And then I see the eagle, the symbol in that. Sure. Uh, And what do you suppose the pyramid represents? I don't actually know. I guess I would think of uh, security or growth or... I don't know. I guess the first thing that comes to me is that biblical, you know, where the they're the sure. power going to heaven. <laughs> That's yeah. what I think of. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna oh. build our stairway to heaven, right? Or right, these right. pyramids exactly. to heaven, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, there, like uh, and, and I'm it. sure there is a very biblical um uh you know, uh representation there. Um mm-hmm. what else do you see? You see the eagle and what do you suppose eagle. the eagle represents? Well, with America and freedom, and then sure. the way the flag is and that. And then I see they have the straw there, the different, uh, uh, you know, that he's holding. Sure. I'm sure they have all symbolisms with all that, too. Right, freedom. What's really weird to me as I'm looking at this, I really don't see the one until after I see all those other things. I'm just saying that that's what comes to me right now. 
Right. And that's okay. It's, it's your perspective. Yeah. Is there anything right. else that really stands out? Well, I know the other thing it says in there, it says, in God we trust. Right. And why do you suppose they right put, away. in God we t- trust, on all of the currency that we have? Well, they're really saying, in God we trust, is that we're trusting him for our money. And because our country stands on that. But is actually, that then, fascinating? After what you're teaching me, I'm thinking, do I really believe that? Or, I mean, do I really, because if we really trust them, then why do I have a fear about money? Well, that's a good question, Martha. <laughs> and so if you, if you are in God we trusting um, and you have a fear, can those two coexist in no. the same experience? No. 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 So, no. It, so as you look at that, and, and we see the symbology, the, the, the pyramid, there's the, the eagle, the all-seeing eye, there's a lot of symbology particularly mm-hmm. on the back of the dollar bill. But the most, um, most significant words on there say mm-hmm. to you, in God we trust. And so if you are relying on the stock market or if you're relying on the idea or belief to be secure, which as we have seen, there's a lot more beliefs underneath that idea or concept of security as you're associating yeah money with food, with it, with it, love or lack of love. It's really an interesting concept as you really just take time to sit and explore and examine how much you are fully trusting that you are going to be taken care of. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I've seen those words, but I have never seen them like that. Right. Right. And it's really until you take time to connect with yourself, to be with yourself and to be introspective, that all these ideas and all these beliefs and all these concepts come to mind as you do that. And so if we are trusting in this all loving, all abundant God or universe, how can we possibly have a mindset of lack? And if, if we make God our go-to regarding abundance or anything, and if, if it mm-hmm. is our, it's the power, powerful giving, then how can we move beyond the reaction of the markets, the instability of all these things that are going on outside of us in our relationship with money? It really always exists within. Isn't that yeah. fascinating? And I know my... My husband is in the fin- he's a financial advisor and he goes has gone through these ups and downs of the market for his entire career over 20 plus years and he knows that hey these market highs and lows I was with him yesterday as we were driving our daughter to school and and he looks at the plummeting 1000 points and he's like it's time to it's time to buy you know, it's time to buy low and sell high. It works in your favor if you don't react to the fear that everybody has. So in these times of the ups and downs market and in the times of your ups and downs in your life, you've got to re- ask yourself if you're reacting out of fear or if you are trusting in the abundant life and world that we have. This is valuable awareness to have regarding money. Yes. Yes. And I know, Martha, you have to go and make some more money for yourself. So (laughs) I want to say thank you so much for 
your courage and your wisdom and insights for to allow me to go through these processes with you today. I really, really appreciate it. And we're up on our next break. So we've got to take another break. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I, dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're talking money today. And thanks, Martha, for your wonderful example that you uh, allowed us to process uh, with you about your beliefs around money. And I do want to say, um, when I coach people, it's always a great idea to have uh, for me to work with people on their relationship with money. And I learned this about 18 or 19 years ago when my coach asked me about my relationship with money. And having grown up in a family that was considered poor, I look at my own life and where that kind of may come up for me in my own life and my own experience. Um, You want to just check in with yourself and see what energy is there. Last week, I was coaching a business owner who was struggling with cash flow in her business, and she and her partner were there together during a session. And we were looking at the components of the team and what they've been doing to drive the business, and they were doing everything right. They were um, doing all these wonderful and amazing things for their team, but they, they were just feeling frustrated about their work and their frustration was actually palpable. And so after numerous complaints about how it was that the team was not stepping up to the plate 
and, um, you know, what was going on with all the other people on the team. I asked my client if she was willing to go inward to see what was going on inside of her. And so we did. And I asked her what she was holding on to. And she went into her chest and she said it was fear that she was being held there, just like Martha went into her leg and was holding on to hurt. And that fear felt tight. It, ten- it was tense and it was very dark. And I simply asked her what the fear wanted her to know. And she literally shocked herself when she just allowed it to speak and found that what she was holding on to was that she was going to have no money at home, no money at work, and that she would literally be homeless. And so that fear was her driving belief. She had no idea it was there. And she couldn't believe what she was saying. And she couldn't believe even that that fear existed within her. But when we just allowed it, allowed her to be with it, it came up and out. And once she released, released the fear, she felt a sense of freedom and peace, just like Martha did. And when, you know, when we go in and, and look to the tightness, the tension, the pain, the hurt, whatever it may be, you get to a place of freedom and peace. It was an amazing transformation that she made by having the courage to go inward and not react from that unconscious fear that was driving all of her beliefs and thus driving business away from her rather than her attracting business to her. And I checked back with this client later in the afternoon, and she felt this tremendous amount of peace still. So when you hold on to fear and you don't allow yourself the ability to trust God in your work, it will hold you back. And it's very important to look at your fears around money, conscious or not, and then pull those fears out like weeds in your garden to allow the energy of abundance to flow. Now, I want to mention to you that I remember going through my mastery level training for my coaching practice. The price tag of that was $10,000, and that was about 17 years ago. And I didn't have the money for the master's uh, training and coaching, but I knew that I wanted to wanted it, and I wanted to get my certification. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, I proclaimed what I wanted. I really wanted to go through that mastery level training, but I didn't have the $10,000 price tag. So I know that miracles are just a change of mind. So I opened my heart and my mind to receiving a miracle to help me pay for the training that I wanted. I had no idea where the money would come from. And at the time, I was coaching in the company that I worked for. And the coaching program just went national. There was not a set plan in place for me as a coach as they were just finalizing the package for me. The company took me off as an employee and put me on as an independent contractor. So since I was no longer eligible for benefits in the company, I got word and they decided to give me $6,000 to help me pay for insurance. And there it was. Over half the tuition was right there. It was tagged for insurance, but they, as I asked them, they had no issues with where I was going to spend the money. So it was right there. All I had to do was change my mind, ask for a miracle, get out of the way, and allow that to just happen. And I had no idea that that was going to happen, and I didn't even have to work for the money. It was just a bonus. So the remaining money that I needed came in the form of a raise that I got within the coaching program. So there you have it. Change your mind, be open to the miracles, proclaim what you want, get out of the way, and let the abundance work 
in your life for you. Now, after you uncover your own financial blueprint and discover the negative beliefs that you may be holding onto, it's important to understand ways that you can bring peace and not react in fear like we've seen in the market over these past few days in all ways surrounding your relationship with money. So for example, I had a client who was in debt a few years back and he had credit agents calling him on a daily basis and rather than dealing with the creditors, he actually ignored them. So we discovered what fears he was holding on to around money. We let those fears go and then we began creating a habit where he could bring peace and stability into paying his bills. So he felt most peace when he was outside. That was his connection to nature. It was a connection to feeling the divine presence within himself. It was really, really where he felt the most peace. So we started the process of paying his bills outside where he could feel most at peace. And it started working because he began one by one chipping away at his debt. And he didn't have a job where he could gain a leg up on his finances at all, at all and, and his job was limited in pay. But he wanted new things, such as a new roof. And he had estimates for the new roof that it would cost around $10,000. Now, what happened next was, again, miraculous. And he learned that the insurance company would pay for a new roof for him because of a tornado or a storm, I can't remember what kind of storm, that hit the area in which he lived. It was really, truly remarkable because what he was responsible for was just the deductible to the insurance company. He proclaimed what he wanted, he trusted, and he got out of the way. So are you getting the picture of how you can do this in your own life and recreate and re-explore, re-examine a new relationship with money? Here's a few further tools that you can use to develop a healthy relationship with money. Years ago, I listened to a cassette tape recorded by a man named Stuart Wilde. Now, Stuart was a very wealthy businessman in London, but he was really feeling unfulfilled in his life. So Stuart set forth to find the deeper meaning of life, and he left his downtown London apartment. He threw the keys to his apartment and a very expensive car that he was driving and owned down the sewer. And he became very introspective, kind of like what we've been talking about here today. So he began to learn the some of the principles that we share on the show and about empowerment and about manifesting the life that you want. And Stuart learned about money after he gave up all of his money. (laughs) So now I want you to all know that it's not, I'm not suggesting to you that, um, that you do that, that you give up all your money and learn about money that way, because that's certainly kind of a hard way to do it. But that was his reality. That was his experience that he chose to do. And he built his wealth back up by talking about empowering principles, empowering concepts, and talking about the value of money beyond just, you know, money and what it's for, um, but really uh, having a healthy exchange of energy with money. So one of the suggestions that Stuart had put on the cassette tape was to make yourself a jar. 
you can call it an abundance jar or uh, something to that effect, and put it in the southwest corner of your residence. So wherever you're living, put this jar in the southwest corner of your residence. Now, people have asked me over the years, why the southwest corner? And what I say to you is, I don't know. He didn't explain it in the cassette tape. I didn't, I'm not that curious as to know why. I just trusted it and wanted to do it. So basically what Stuart uh, goes on to say in this cassette tape is that you should write out what it is and why you deserve to get paid just because you're a nice person. So this is obviously... As, uh, as we talked with Martha earlier today, this is obviously a proclamation of your self-worth. It's kind of like, hey, I'm stepping in, I'm stepping up to the plate, and I'm going to proclaim why I should get paid. And you can proclaim that you, can get, you should get paid because you're a nice person and that's all okay. So he said to let go and see what happens. And right after I heard that on the cassette, I got my jar out and I wrote my note. And it was on a Saturday morning. I remember it vividly. And I truly believed that anything was possible. So I wrote the note. And by that afternoon, literally by that afternoon, I went to the mailbox. There was a check in the mailbox for $236. I had no idea that it was coming, and no clue. It was all very new to me. And it was a transportation allowance that the state gave to me for my children going to a private school. And I never knew that it was something that I would get before. I had no idea what to expect when I wrote the letter, but the result was so instant that I shared this tip with all of my clients. So soon I had clients telling me of bonuses or money or even mistakes on their checks that were made in their favor. I had countless, countless success stories about the Southwest Corner Jar, Abundant Jar, and it was really exciting. And I do want to point out that I had one person who, uh, a client that wrote out that she wanted to get paid $50,000 because she was a nice person and she complained because she didn't get it. And I simply asked her one question. What was your believability factor when you wrote out that note? And I said, were you in God we trusting? And she admitted that she felt that it were a far-fetched idea. And so as a result, she couldn't create the miracle because she didn't believe that it was possible. You must believe and not be attached to how it will happen. One final quick thing is um, in order to really trust um, go around, take some money, take, do, make this a game, give anonymously. Um, my friend Chris is wonderful at doing this, leaving notes everywhere saying that you're blessed and putting fives or singles or, or, or any kind of beautiful notes in there. Give abundantly knowing that it's going to come back to you, knowing that it's going to come back and it has the potential to come back tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold, whatever you believe. The really cool thing about your relationship with money and trusting and and shifting your relationship with money from a limited or lack-based mentality to one of 
abundance and belief is that you can get instant results. Like I did yesterday when I just put my arms out on a very early morning walk and said, I am walking into this most abundant time of my life as I'm now an empty nester. And I looked down and two quarters were on the ground. And it was an instant uh, answer, an instant confirmation, an instant sign that yes, abundance is here. It's all around you. Just pay attention, ask for what you want, believe and trust in the powers of the unlimited uh, flow of the universe in order to get what you want. So I want to encourage all of you to do that. And if you do do that and you get some really exciting results, make sure that you tell me about your boomerang that you've thrown out to the universe and how it has come back to you because it's really a fun thing to do. So thank you for being with us on our Money Talk workshop today. And thanks to all of our service women and men for supporting our freedoms and supporting our safety. And thanks to you, our loyal listeners and our growing audience each and every week. I wish you all a very inspired week. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. Music.